What up, world? How you doing? It's the kid. Back again. Nobody asked for it, but here I am. Lots happened this week. Culture, sports, politics. It's a fucking mess. So to start, probably the biggest news of last week. Everybody's favorite skunk, Pepe Le Pew, is no more. Your boy's been canceled. Add him to the list. As a millennial, I take this personally. They're attacking everything that we know and love. The reason this is even in the news is because Pepe Le Pew was set to star in Warner Bros' upcoming Space Jam movie, which is a sequel starring LeBron, based off the 1996 original. The new one with LeBron is going to come out July 16th of this year. Nobody's looking forward to it. Like, I don't want to see LeBron's weird-ass hairline in 4K. Nobody has any original ideas either. It's all these retreads. Like, bro, let's see, 96. Bro, it's been 25 years. And all you did was give me a bummier Michael Jordan. Now, you may be asking, Alex, it's a drawing. How can a drawing diddle me? Well, according to blue check marks at New York Times, Charles M. Blow slammed the cartoon character, specifically adding that he was a part of rape culture. His examples are he grabs and kisses girls repeatedly without their consent. He's the, the girls always, again, this is a cartoon, struggle to get away from him. He won't release him and he locks the door. It's a little rapey, right? Um, but I don't know if my, if our boy here, Mr. Blow, uh, you know, understands the difference between a drawing and reality. He clearly doesn't. So good going, Mr. Blow. You fucking blow. Obviously, after this guy came out and slammed him from the New York Times, Pepe Le Pew, his image was, it was battered. And there's not a lot of people out there standing up for the kid. Figured I'd come out and just be like, listen, Pepe, if you need a shoulder to, to talk to, to cry on, you got to spray some of that zoots out. Come to me. This is obviously traumatic. It was a big deal. This was his defining role, and they took it away from him. And they're silencing people. And this is no different. Pepe's a part of that. Cartoon, reality, drawing, thought. Everything's on the table. But it's disappointing. And again, nobody's going to watch. I won't. I think they're jealous too. Pepe's got game and he just bags bitches. And some people can't handle that. And it's fine. But yeah, definitely Team Pepe. Warner Brothers also said that Pepe will no longer be in any of the other long-standing shows and appearances that he's previously made. So we're talking about Pepe's not going to be in Looney Tunes. He's not going to be in the classic Bugs Bunny Builders or Tiny Toons Looniversary. And I will not stand for this. But yeah, it's a fucking cartoon, bro. Grow up a little bit, okay? Clearly get no pussy. And that's part of the problem. It's nothing new, though. This time last year, the old Looney Tunes, which was streaming on HBO Max, banned Elmer Fudd for using his gun, which is kind of the whole point of the character. Right? He's like an inept retard who can't shoot a bunny, which talks to him and presents himself to him in a conversation right in front of his face. Yeah, he's gone too. 
And this makes me hate LeBron more because he is the executive producer on this new Space Jam project. And it's just like, dude, you got it all already. Come on, bro. Like, relax. Your son's going to be crossing up shooting guards in the league in 18 months. It's like, what more do you need? So yeah, I'll be starting a GoFundMe. And he has rights as an arbitrarily drawn cartoon in this country. Jose Canseco might be a psychic. So I checked Twitter last week. Man, he was blowing up a little bit. Our boy, Jose. Smoke show daughter. Former baseball roid head. Got his jaw rocked on uh, Rough and Rowdy Barstool production. Good guy, though. He tweeted back in January that A-Rod would cheat on his his fiance J-Lo with a young fitness model and that they would break up by the end of the year. He quote tweeted that this past week because that's exactly what happened. So the story we're going to get into is uh, Alex Rodriguez, J-Lo. A new article has come out and said actually that they're still together and they're working on it. I really don't care. I just thought it was funny. J-Lo is, you know, she's fine. She's like 52, right? How many times are you going to put a smile on your face when you're working with a 52-year-old muff, right? Like four? This is nothing new, though. Celebrity banging a young Instagram model. It's the way of the world. It's biology. There's a clock and it's ticking. I really don't care, but it's all over Twitter. And uh, J-Lo's got a fatty, though. And the idea that my boy A-Rod here. Who did he even cheat on? So he cheated on... So A-Rod cheated on J-Lo with Southern Charm star Madison LaCroix. Her name sounds like a beverage. It just goes to show you that age is important. Because this girl's like a 26-year-old 7. But compared to a 52-year-old 9, there's some long division going on there. I don't know the math, but there's an equal sign. And that equal sign ends up at young Instagram bitches. She actually specifically broke her silence. She said, I've tried to be as quiet as possible. I don't want anything bad for his family. Yeah, okay, as you're blowing him. She knew what she was doing. I guess good for A-Rod. He's got to be really fucking charming if he can keep J-Lo and completely psychologically manipulate the side piece into keeping quiet. That is Alpha Chad 2021... That's what I'm looking for. That's the type of energy, guys, that we got to keep up here heading into this new decade. Hold that line, baby. Oh, good day, sir. Let me just be racist to my daughter-in-law. So boomers in the news again. I don't even know what a pre-boomer is. A coomer? The queen of the England. Or the UK. Or Britain. Honestly, that shit is super confusing. Like, what the fuck is Wales? Like, is that a state? It's not a state. Not a province. Is it a country? I don't know. The old hag. The old one on the money. The queen that runs it. She was in the news. Because Prince Harry and Meghan, the princess, the duchess, whatever the fuck she is. They did an interview with Oprah. Oprah was paid like 10 mil. God bless. My girl... Looking chubby, but hustling. You got to respect it. She's been recommending books to Karen since I was in diapers. Pretty impressive run she's had. 
And they basically just talked about the reasoning for leaving, right? I mean, if you're in that position, traditionally you'd think the human condition would be, yeah, let's stay in the mansion with the guards and the money. But they left. They're in America now. Trying to do their own thing. It's pretty interesting, I guess. There's going to be some growing pains. The main thing that I took from the interview and the, I don't know, 90 seconds of clips that I watched on YouTube didn't really surprise me. It's just that the royal family was a little bit concerned about the background of Megan bringing her into the family. But this idea that your grandma probably holds values that are a little bit antiquated isn't new. But that doesn't stop 17-year-old gender-fluid kids on Twitter from throwing her under the bus. Um, I don't really fall on either side, like I said. I don't even understand the UK and its processes or its borders. So the idea that I know the nuance between the royal family and this and that, and I don't care. But it was news. Big deal. A lot of women in the US care. Yeah, so the queen was pretty racist. What do you expect? She's like 109. They print her face on fucking physical currency. And it's the UK, right? Americans. People bitch about America being racist. The founders of America fled the UK, bro. They were like, yeah, this is, it's a lot. We're going to, where are you guys going? I don't know. Over there? Is there even land over there? I don't know. We'll hit it eventually. The royal family, this interview, the tone of it, them bitching, kind of rubs people the wrong way considering they live in a $50 million mansion. And that really their lives in the grand scheme of things are incredible. That's got to be an awkward dinner though. The brothers, Andrew, Harry or whatever, they they don't like each other. It's pretty obvious. Also the idea of airing your dirty laundry to Oprah on like NBC News about your family. A little callous. We're going to shift to some good news for the boys. Came out yesterday that not only will Shark Tank's own Ill-fitting Blazers stud Mark Cuban, owner of the NBA basketball team, Dallas Mavericks, and the facility that they play at, the arena, is now going to be accepting Dogecoin as a form of currency. Alex, who gives a shit? This is a big deal because we saw this about a decade ago with other sports teams and other big organizations in the country accepting Bitcoin, which at the time was a joke. The first team to do it was the Sacramento Kings, another NBA team. They have a new stadium out in Sacramento and an owner, a foreign owner, who's very big into, you know, progress and that kind of thing. So we saw it last decade. Hopefully we're going to see it mirrored in this decade and your boy's going to be in Cabo. Because if this thing hits a dollar, I'm going to need to get some sunscreen. Listen, if this thing hits a dollar, I'll slap my grandmother. Okay. I'm a man of my word. All right. But not only will that one Texas NBA team be taking Dogecoin. Kessler Collection, a luxury hotel group in the US, is another company organization that will now be accepting cryptocurrencies for bookings through BitPay. Yeah, they announced this on Tuesday. Currencies such as Bitcoin, Ether or Ethereal, Pax, Gemini Dollar, and that cute old dog Dogecoin. All of them are going to be accepted as form of payment. This fiat stuff is the way of the world. The United States in the past 24 months has printed a quarter of all the money ever printed in our country's history. Inflation, economics, big words. 
I got a C in economics, and that was micro. I didn't take macro, and it was an online class. So the idea that I'm going to articulate to you why this is great, I can't. But it just feels good, and I'm hoping that this is the same return that Bitcoin had over this past decade. And honestly, like, if I close my eyes and get third eye with it, I feel like this is the progression of us as a society in the future. When Bitcoin first got popular, it's like, oh, rather than giving your nine-year-old kid, you know, five bucks cash out of your wallet back in the day, let's say it's the early 90s, to go get some ice cream or go to Hollywood Video. Then it turned into, here's my debit card. That's what I grew up on. And now I see that progression turning to, yeah, the kid pulls up his phone, the mom pulls up her phone, the bump phones, and dotto to Bitcoin gets sent over so that Billy can go to the store or get a movie. I really see that as the way of the world. Now, I am incredibly stupid and make mistakes in my own personal life. It's almost unfathomable at the veracity at which it happens, these mistakes. However, considering that, I think I'm right on this. Bitcoin is now over 60 grand a unit. Dogecoin is up almost to 60 cents. Again, if you're listening to this, I love you and buy Doge, baby. Because you want to stay at a La Quinta Inn? Oh, you forgot your wallet and debit card? Well, buddy, get yourself some BitPay. Slang some Doges over. Bro, imagine being an Uber driver. Put yourself in that manic depressive state. Right, right at the verge of suicide. Maybe you've had the Tylenol in your mouth. You spit them out. Couldn't do it that day. You pick up these three ratchet women in California as an immigrant from Nepal. Nepal, I'm pretty sure, is the country of it. It's like north of India. It's where Everest is. They live in caves. So a caveman came over to Uber in San Francisco, he picks up three girls stuffed into the backseat of this Uber. This video went viral all over the interwebs. Basically, they ripped the mask off them. You got three ratchet women, long nails, you know, fake extensions. One of them said she had COVID. She pulls the mask down and they basically just berate and assault him, even spraying pepper spray in the vehicle at one point. And this video was so infuriating. Show some respect to Subkahar Kadka. This is a young king out here in the Levi's jean jacket. Got some gel in his hair. I see you, kid. You're just trying to make some Skrilla. San Francisco, from what I understand, is the most expensive city and county in the entire country. Yeah, and your time's up. If you're a ratchet and you're saying the N-word in an Uber slapping Indian people, your time's up. We're going to get you, and I'm on to you. 2021 is the year of not slapping minorities and getting away with it. My boy's got his mask on. He has to deal with a lot. He's from Nepal. Did I mention that? But these three girls have turned themselves into San Francisco PD. And hopefully, you know, they get a hard time. Specific to the one girl, if she actually did have COVID and then was coughing on people. I don't know what that is. That's like terrorism, bruh. That's bioterrorism. It's a big deal. It's a big no-no. Especially for Uber people. Like, bro, they're picking your dumb ass up. You know, usually I'm hammered. But when I'm not, it's that awkward car silence. Like, they don't want to be there either. 
especially when you consider the fact that we're just getting our checks now. Biden passed his relief plan this past week, $1.9 trillion. Yes, trillion dollars. 1400 bucks come in direct deposited to you if you make under a certain amount of money. I've already gotten mine. Better rollout this time with the automation and stuff being direct deposited. We saw scandals last year around this same time. People taking advantage of the checks, of the unemployment benefits. Saw people in prisons getting bigger checks than nurses who were working two jobs. Not all right. So your boy's Ubering out here, trying to get this money. We get our 1400 and hopefully he gets some justice. Because it's not okay. Have some manners. Speaking of, I guess, politics, let's slide right into this thing. Messy week. The beloved Andrew Cuomo. I mean, the seventh woman has come out. This woman's story to me was the flimsiest. And she wasn't cute. So for me, I can't suspend my disbelief. He might be that big of a hound. It's definitely possible. I read an article on Twitter that talked about how 30 plus women have already behind the scenes, right? They're going through and vetting these women. But 30 plus have complained to New York Magazine about harassment or sexual assault from Cuomo and his staff. So that's part of this too. It's more of what Trump talked about draining the swamp. You can do that here in New York as well. It's not just Cuomo. It's the people that are shielding his actions and allowing him to abuse that power. Currently, two investigations are still going on. We haven't heard anything on either one about these sexual assault stuff with the women, which may be political. But excluding that, his complete mishandling of the coronavirus and putting COVID-infected people into nursing homes. Per Clay Travis on Twitter, if New York was a country, it would have the worst COVID death rate in the entire world. You know, I watch the guy. I watch his stuff. He tells us we're doing a good job. It feels good, right? I'm eating my bowl of cereal. We're not. He's not. And there's still a policy going on right now. He has reversed the one relating to nursing homes. So no longer can the people be sent. However, however, this specific policy that Cuomo enacted, like I said, is still going on. And what it is, is Cuomo's administration forced group homes for the intellectually disabled to take in COVID-infected New Yorkers. This order, unlike the nursing home one, is still in effect right now today. And because of this, because of this policy, right, the data were about facts. New Yorkers with intellectual disabilities right now are three times more likely to die from coronavirus and also three times as likely to contract it. So this guy's a boob. And similar to one of the themes in The Sopranos, he makes Italians look bad. Mind you, Andy's father, Mario Cuomo, was also governor in the state of New York, and he ran for re-election. And the tagline of one of his re-election campaigns was, Vote Cuomo, not the homo. And these guys are progressives. Not a good family. Not good people. Not good policy. Regardless of that, though, the curve is dropping nationwide. Two million people are being vaccinated each day. 13% of adults in the United States have been vaccinated. So hopefully by uh, July 4th, according to old Joey Bides, we'll be able to have a little cookout. Some skewers, maybe some tater salad. I'll see y'all at the snack table.
He says he's not leaving, though, and more people are coming out of the woodwork against him to tell him, like, hey, brah, please leave, including the two New York senators, Kirsten Gillibrand and Chuck Schumer, who are both very far on the left. Not a good look for Andy in our state. We are seeing some states open up around us, though. Connecticut, 100% open. Connecticut is 100% open here on the East Coast. Some of the southern states, including Texas, right? No mask mandates. Mississippi, South Dakota, 100% open. Giving you autonomy over you, your liberty, your family, what you want to do, which is fair. If you want to still wear the mask, go ahead, bruh. A lot of these states are open, and it's exciting. I'm trying to have beer Olympics with the boys. Shout out Zach. Go up to people, shoot the shit, share a drink, have them buy me a shot. Do a little bump off a key in the bathroom. I mean, this is the America that we need to get back to. Although I will give you a little tidbit I did see on Twitter. The rollout of the vaccines is going well. Operation Warp Speed has been a success. I'm not in a rush to go get it. When I'm forced to, I will go get it. Absolutely. However, you got to know with which one you're getting. I don't know if you're like 55 and up, they give you Johnson & Johnson. You know, you got MVP Healthcare. Boom. We're going to give you the Pfizer. I don't know how it works, and I don't really care, right? But AstraZeneca is one of these big companies that's manufacturing them. And the United States has purchased 750 million doses, which is three times our population. So the reality is what we've bought already and the issues that these doses are having, we're going to have to deal with. It's probably the one that's going to be stuck in your arm, kid. Specific to AstraZeneca, this vaccine has been banned in 10 countries. Relating to issues it's causing with blood clots, which are a serious issue. If they get into your lungs, your brain, whatever, it's an aneurysm. You can croak the risk assessment, the cost versus the reward. I'm going to go wait in a line, potentially get COVID in line, get the vaccine, then go home and continue to do what I was doing already, feeling healthy. Or I can just wait until they tell me I have to get it to go to the movies. Your boy loves the movies. Sell me $13 popcorn, baby. I'm all about it. Big previews guy, too. I'll watch it. Don't be on your phone. I'll watch that shit. And if I'm going candy at the movies every time, this doesn't deviate. Sour gummy worms. But if I'm feeling chocolatey, it's two different cravings there. Identify, right? The sweet, I'm going with the sour gummy worms. But if it's chocolate and you're telling me you don't have them little cookie dough bites covered in chocolate. I'm going to throw a fit. But yeah, so AstraZeneca, if you know someone that's got it, hit up the show. That'd be great. I want to know if you're dead. That'd be kind of cool. Put me at ease. I got some elderly in my life I care about. Shout out Grammy. I want to make sure they get the right one. Wasn't all fine and dandy though. While we did get our checks, at least I did, unless you're balling, shouts out you, because you're probably employing people or providing a product or service that makes my life better. So I appreciate it. The, the idea that we're being done a favor here, especially when you compare it to other Western countries and what they've been giving their people, which according to Biden, right, we knew about this, which I don't believe, but we knew about this and we, we just said no and we let people die. And all right, if that's the case, then bro, let's make it 2,800. But putting that aside, I saw some data that was done on Reddit and it talked about really the cost per person. So for the people in America that pay federal income tax. It took into account what we pay into the system in taxes based on obviously what you're going to get back in $1,400, right? 
Ideally, you'd be like, oh, what, 11? I put in 1100 right? I made 300 bucks. I'm gaming the system. High five. It's not that easy, though, kid. Because what these people found out on Reddit was that the average American was paying upwards of $6,000 into the system. And the idea that we're getting $1,400 back and it's a favor, which it is, I guess. No one consents to where their tax dollars go. And if you did look at where it went, it would upset you. And I don't need that high blood pressure in my life. Yeah, it ain't a favor. And you're three months late. And you said 2K. And also, your deranged rescue dog, Major, is out here biting White House staffers. It's about roughly a week ago, I saw a report that Biden's dogs, which all the media was obsessed with, which it's dogs, all right? You know, they are fucking cute. They had to be removed. There's two of them. They're both German Shepherds, Major and Champ. And they had to be removed from the White House property, immediately flown back to Wilmington, Delaware, where they currently are at the traditional home of the Biden family. They're no longer on the White House premises. And up until yesterday, they hadn't put a statement out. And I went on Twitter, and it's honestly hilarious. So apparently, Major is the younger one. They really only bought him because their older dog, Champ, is getting old, and they kind of want him to enjoy his his twilight, let's say. So getting him a, a younger companion, keep the energy up, keeps Champ happy, which I'm for. Have we ever had a dog bite a woman in the White House? I would love, love, love if, like, Rogan could get one of the Secret Service people from the White House to be on the pod. Come on my show. There's so much interesting stuff, I'm sure, that they can't talk about, haven't talked about. Like Major taking a dump in the Oval Office. Champ's got a thing for geometric carpeting. And what do you know? That's all in the Alexander Hamilton suite or whatever the fuck. And he did a number in there. Like, that's the cool stuff that I want to hear about. Give me the drama, the juicy bits. So yeah, RIP Major being loved on Twitter. I haven't heard anything about it. He's definitely not coming back to the White House. That's like a canine dog. They stick on teenagers for pot possession. We're not playing around. Maybe they should get a bunny or a bird. Something more playful. Maybe something a little bit less dangerous. that wonderful state of California. It's a mass exodus. Everybody's leaving. Bad taxes. Your governor isn't even as entertaining with his sexual scandals. Like, you have nothing going for you. No one in California has an endearing Long Island or downstate accent. Like, San Diego's dope. It's really it. And on Twitter, I was scrolling, minding my own business, and I saw... Breaking 911. They had a report from City Journal that stated that next week, so by the time you're hearing this, the California Department of Education will vote on a new statewide ethnic studies curriculum. Already it's fucking weird. That urges students to chant to the Aztec deity of human sacrifice and cannibalism, asking him for the power to be warriors for social justice. The curriculum also advocates for the decolonization of American society argues that students must be educated on their oppression in order to overthrow their oppressors. And along with that, the curriculum calls for a counter-genocide against white Christians. 
Dude, what in the fuck? This is absolutely insane. So imagine if you just reverse the roles. I mean, this is redundant. You know this. I assume you're not nine. So if you switched white Christian with black Christian, along with that, the curriculum calls for counter genocide against black Christians. I can't even say it. I'm cringing. Like I might get banned. And the idea that you can do it to the majority of the people in the country and that this is what's going to be taught is kind of scary. Our education system is terrible. The idea that our kids, I have a nephew that hasn't been in school for like a year. Yeah, that's good for his development. Good little year off. The socialization is so important. And I hope we're not leaving a generation of kids behind. Now, maybe maybe keeping them out of school to not learn this stupid shit is good. So there is a silver lining. California is absolutely insane. Oh my God. Yeah, can't you just teach me about like the Mayflower and Woodrow Wilson? MLK, the Vietnam War, tent pole topics, things that mattered. Yeah, JFK, handsome guy, head blown off. We don't know what happened. Isn't that funny? Ha <laughs> Stuff like that. Ideally, we don't have kids. This is reverting. We're going back to Mayan society. They want us to chant like Aztecs. The Aztecs didn't have running water. All right, people? Not ideal. NBA All-Star game happened. Nobody watched. Like, literally nobody. According to awfulannouncing.com, the NBA All-Star Game this past week drew a record low 5.9 million viewers across TNT and TBS. They did apparently hold steady with the younger demos, 18 to 34, 18 to 49, which is what they want across cable and broadcast. The previous low was 6.3 mil, and that was back in 2008. So... Pretty bad. The NBA is maxed out in the market here in the U.S. That's why you'll continually see the capitulation to China. They're trying to make it a global game. They really have done all they could in maximizing what they can here domestically. With sales, fans, arenas, updates, teams, you know, fan voting in the All-Star game. It's really interactive. The NBA, the way the culture is as well, the way the PR media is built around it, you get a lot of kingmakers, a lot of tastemakers. Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, guys that transcend the sport, that are popular in fashion and culture. And they don't have a helmet on. It's easier to market these people. Despite that, nobody gives a fuck. The skills competition itself, 4.2 mil. Even worse. The NBA has no parity. You know who's going to win from day one. They don't play defense. Too many ticky-tack fouls. It's not fun to watch. A lot of times, too, the draft, the players are so young, they're like 14, that they come over and they're not ready. So the idea of you losing to get a guy never works. It's rare that a number one pick in basketball comes in and literally just leads you over the hump. Derrick Rose did it. Doesn't happen very often. Me and all my homies, we don't like the NBA. I don't know anybody that watches the NBA. Imagine sitting down to stream a game. America, COVID's going on, right? You have all these options, the information age. You're going to sit down and stream the Milwaukee Bucks game on a Tuesday. They're playing Orlando. Who gives a fuck? I'd argue that if fans were allowed in a lot of these arenas for the NBA, they wouldn't even see any fans anyway. 
doesn't help also here domestically with your market, your core market. For instance, the Dallas Mavericks removing the national anthem from the game. Stuff that's just like annoying to a casual fan. Someone like even like me that's just passing by Twitter, Reddit, hopping in. Let's see what the boys are talking about. Oh, you're removing the national anthem. All right. Well, now I just don't like you. Not a good business model. Maybe moving forward, we're going to see the elimination of these all-star games. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. The only thing I like is hockey. They do hardest slap shot. That's fire. That's like some schoolyard kid shit. Like, uh, I got a faster shot. And then they do fastest skate around the perimeter of the ice. Super dope. People are flying around. It's like the Olympics. Just with a higher concentration of illiterate Lithuanians. But yeah, these games are a dying breed. Or maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I'm rambling. Who cares? You didn't watch. I didn't watch. And nobody's going to watch moving forward. It's going to hurt the NBA. And who knows how long they're going to be one of these dominant leagues. Myers Leonard. Miami Heat center. It's the big guy. He's over seven foot tall. And statistically, if you're over seven foot tall in America, you have a 17% chance of being in the league. So it is impressive. But honestly, kid, it's like, is it really? You know, I got a wet jumper. No one's calling me, but I don't take it personally. And I'm humble. That's what's gotten me to the point where I am today, speaking to you on a USB mic in my rent control department. But yeah, Myers Leonard, he used a K-slur. I'm not even going to say it because it will get me banned from this platform. I'm on seven platforms. Again, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. I love you. And I did this during a Twitch stream. He like died playing Warzone. You got to know better. I mean, that's just the idea, too, that he is a streamer. He's ingratiated into the lifestyle. He has a setup. He has his mic. He's got his stream lab set up. Everything's good. He's been doing this. And still with that kind of guard up, like, hey, if anything, let's not joke as much. I got to be more professional. He represents the Heat organization. And he drops a Kessler over a random death in a field. The idea that this is the first time he's been saying that. I bet you he stubs his toe. I bet you his girl brings home the wrong peanut butter from the public store. You're getting that Kessler. I bet you that boy is slapping that thing around. It was cool to see, though, Julian Edelman. Very outspoken Jewish athlete. There's really not a lot, I guess, nowadays. And he's been extremely successful in the NFL. Wanted to touch base with Myers. He's basically like, bro, you're kind of an idiot. Edelman. He's trying to get down to Miami. He's trying to raw dog one of those Colpo sisters. He's not playing around. Miami's the place to be. Masvidal's down there. Home Kimbo Slice. RIP the king. Yeah, NBA had a bad week. Pretty, uh, pretty rough week for the league. Tommy Brady. The dimple-faced boy. Definitely a vampire. Because he looks younger now than he did in his Madden 99 photo. The kid's sticking around. He just restructured his contract with Tampa Bay. Added another year to the back end of the contract. He's never going to go away. A little bit frustrating. Kind of depressing. Good news is Tampa Bay realistically peaked with that defense with that front seven. They won games, so they're not in a position in the draft to grab a premier blue chip player. They're going to have to make it work with that front office and that scouting team, which I don't trust. Same people that drafted OJ Howard. Drafted Jameis Winston. I mean, these guys suck. So if you're in the NFC, hopefully they're going to go away. Team will die on its own. 
Tommy got his ring. He got drunk, threw the trophy around. Go hang out with your daughter. Go hang out with your kids. Go make out with them. Bang your model wife. Just go away. He's out. He told the Steelers that he's not coming back. And we're going to see what the market is. NFL free agency is right around the corner. I'll have that shit for you guys next week. But up until then, it's a lot of speculation. That's why I'm not talking about a lot of it. But Tom Brady getting that deal done. Juju is definitely not coming back. There's been a lot of drama surrounding him in that Steelers organization. If you know the Steelers organization or if you don't, very old school. Basically had three head coaches since the Vietnam War, right? They study the ship, very structured from top to bottom. Players have roles and they have an identity as an organization. Juju probably doesn't fit in that. Doing his little Corvette, Corvette in the middle of a field and then getting lit up on a third and three over the middle. He's going to be overpaid, but he's valuable. If you get him in the right environment, he's a perennial pro bowler, Keyshawn Johnson type. Big physical guy, good hands, can separate. But if you can't, you're going to be paying 12 mil a year for a number two receiver who's going to be uh, TikToking all over the place. It's kind of funny as well because Juju, out of a lot of players in the league, is in a position where he doesn't need football anymore. Juju, with his personality and his endorsements, plus his ability to twitch, He's fully integrated into Twitch, not dropping case slurs like Myers Leonard. I kind of see him doing that after this. So, again, free agency's right around the corner. Where's Juju going to go? That'll be exciting. Also, Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance is one of five or six first round quarterbacks. This is a very good class. Six foot three. He's a mobile guy. Showed off his deep ball. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network was there live. He said he looked great. I like him, and I think if it was a different year, he'd be a lock to be a top five pick. Considering it's this draft and this year at this time, I don't think he gets out of the top 12. If you're a fan of one of those teams and he's a quarterback, the Jets, it's interesting to see this process and to see where people end up. I'm still out on Mac Jones. That dude throws the ball like my mailman. I don't want to hear it. Zach Wilson all day. And lastly, Deshaun Watson finally... It's come to an agreement with the Texans where they're going to start receiving calls on him and answering. They're going to actually give Deshaun what he wants and get him out of there considering he's not going to play regardless. He's a millennial, he has money, and he's healthy. We've seen players sit out like Le'Veon Bell, go on to win championships, go on to be good players for different teams. So the idea that Watson can't do that is absurd. And hopefully we'll see a trade involving him and or Russell Wilson going to the Bears very soon. That's what I see happening. Bears did not tag Allen Robinson. They have a lot of money freed up for this year. It's going to go to paying that dead money of a quarterback they're going to bring in. And that's a show, gang. Thanks for sticking with me. The show is actually surprisingly growing. It's like so dope to see. We're on seven platforms, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just like it. Throw the kids some interaction. My dog loves y'all. I'll be talking to y'all next week. Peace.